has been so good to me. I feel like traveling on until that blessed home I see. I feel like traveling on. Oh, I feel like traveling on. I feel. your desire that sounds pretty positive to me <clears throat> we don't have a home here below we got one up there amen and that's the home I want <laughs> amen nothing but positive for the believer amen well God bless you all <clears throat> sure appreciate the time that we had here appreciate the opportunity to speak to you I don't take that lightly friends I I, I realize who I'm speaking to I believe I'm speaking to the purchase price of Calvary and you're part of that elite group in this last day. Aren't you thankful to be identified with that? I have no problem saying I'm identified with that. Amen? My, my, what a satisfaction that gives. I mean, God bless you. Let's just bow for a word of prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful for this time. Lord, we want to take advantage of every minute of this time, Lord, while we're in your presence. For we know, Lord, in the presence of Jehovah, Troubles vanish. Hearts are mended. Lord, we've come tonight for, we don't know, Lord, many people here have many different needs. But Lord, we know that you can undertake for each need here tonight. We just get into your presence, Lord. Lord, we just pray that now we would take what we have, we can, we can receive from you tonight, Father. And Lord, may we all leave here saying it was good to be in your house tonight, Father. Take this little thought that we have, and may you anoint it, Lord. Truly, we can only read it, Lord, read the word, and we can only preach it, but it takes you to anoint it, Father. And that's where we're depending on now, Lord. We know you've been faithful in the past, and now we just trust you, Lord, to continue tonight. We commit this unto you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. <clears throat> God bless you, saints. <clears throat> I'm going to keep you standing if you have your Bibles. We're going to get right into the word because, uh, well... Somebody gave me a hint. They said, you guys don't mind long preaching. So I said, oh, well, in that case. <laughs> well, no, I'll try not to do that. <clears throat> oh, actually, I'm going to put it right here, brother. I can remind myself. It's right there. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're going to turn to Scripture here in uh, Job 39, verses 27 to 29. <clears throat> this might be a bit of an odd Scripture, but when you... Uh, when you see the, uh, the text where I'm going, you'll, I guess it'll make more sense to you. And it reads like this, <clears throat> Job 20, 39, starting at verse 27. Doth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the, upon the crag of the rock and the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold it afar off. I'd like to speak to you on a subject, and it's called an eagle DNA. An eagle DNA. <laughs> well, that should be seated. <clears throat> I, maybe just, I think I've just spoke this once, actually, outside of our church, and so if you heard it here, perhaps you have, but I've only taken about a third of it outside, so I'm going to do a, I, I, you're going to see a paradox tonight. 
You're going to see three sermons put into one. <laughs> Impossible. <clears throat> With the help of the Lord. <laughs> Good to see you, Brother John. Amen. So there are going to be some things. I want to talk to you about some facts in the natural. That facts that you've probably never heard before. And in doing so, to a born-again son and daughter of God, it's going to explain a lot in your life. <laughs> Why you're here, the way you are, what your diet is. <laughs> Why you had to receive the message. Why you live the way you do. The very makeup of who you truly are. You say, well, I'm not really at that stage yet tonight, Brother Brent. But if you're here tonight and you're trying to find your identity, I believe this will help you find your identity in Christ. Because there's many people still, even in the realms of this message, trying to find their identity. They still don't know who they are. And they still don't know their purpose in life. And they still don't have a reality of the Holy Ghost yet. <clears throat> but through God's help, we'll look at some natural things. And I want you to keep your spiritual thinking cap on now. Amen? Amen. Promise me? Amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so Brother Ram says this before we start. It said, it would do us good to study the life of the eagle and see his makeup and pattern our condition with the condition the eagle is. There you go. There's a quote before we start. <laughs> Let's start her off. <clears throat> so God typed his prophets and his children and even himself to the eagle. Amen? So the more I looked at the life of an eagle, and from reading a certain book from this man that's done countless, I think up to 10,000 hours studying the eagle, every little move he makes, every, every way he's designed, every little thing, he studied it. And this book astounded me, and I looked in the message, and it's all throughout the message, and this really fills in a lot of the blanks. And hopefully this will fill in some of the blanks in your life. So there's many scriptures relating to the eagle. And we talk about it. And nations have, have used it for thousands of years as a symbol of strength, as a symbol of majesty, as a symbol of beauty, as a symbol of honor. You see, in the, the eagle is cut from a bit of a different cloth than the other birds. We know that, right? <clears throat> it's feathers the way it's designed, it's claws, it's beak. Just the way, and it lives off live substance and so forth. So that we know there's many different things about this eagle, and that's why God picked it out, and he made it in a certain way because he was going to type himself to that. Right? <clears throat> so you're going to get a lot clearer understanding of why he created the eagle the way he did. You see, because God, El Shaddai, Elohim himself, typed himself to Papa Eagle. Amen? He taught his prophets to eagles. And actually, as, as us, he actually called us eaglets. You ever heard that before? You ever identify with that? <laughs> so, so where they live, how they live, what they eat. So wherever you're at, at the Lord this morning, wherever, whatever condition you're at, I'm going to put you in, account in one of these categories. You're either on fire for the Lord, you're either just lukewarm, or you're backsliding your heart. Right. Cold. You're in one of those conditions here today. <laughs> Brother Brand, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> so at one time, 
We were in the chicken yard. <laughs> Some of us come from the world. Some of us come from denominations. Some of us actually cover, come from the fig leaf of religion. Some of us actually come from the fig leaf of the message religion. <laughs> yeah, well, you can use the message as a fig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a covering. Yeah, some of us were just covered with sin, full of shame. You see, and God saw something in us that we didn't see in ourselves. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. So why are you here then? What makes you read and pray? What makes you listen to those tapes? What makes you cry out to him? What makes you listen to those old, dry, dead tapes that the world calls that's just old stuff that's preached from 50s and 60s? What makes you do that? By the help of God, we'll show you. Look at this quote Brother Ram talks about. And starting. Papa Eagle, they look just like him. They believe the same thing he does. <laughs> they look like him. Yes, sir, they're made like him. They're built like him. And he knows they're genuine eagles. See, that's what God wants, a genuine messiah Et. Messiah is the anointed one, and we are his children, which is have a lesser anointing, as Jehovah is great eagles, and we're eaglets. Yes, I know, Brother Brand, I've heard that, I've heard that, I know that. Well, let me just tell you something you don't know then. <laughs> we talk about the eagle eye. We talk about how the eagle soars and can see for miles a little mouse sitting there way down in the field. You say, that's really incredible, but I've heard that before. I know that. Okay. All right. Let me give you some little stats here on the eagle eye. First of all, the eagle has an incredible ability in his eye. Now, inside the eagle's eyes are a series of tissues folded into pleats. All right. Keep following me here now. Tissues folded into pleats. <clears throat> which are called pectins. Each plate contains a fine network of lymph tubes. Okay, all right, where are you going? Now, the lymph fluid in these tubes are electrolyte. <laughs> here, I got you stirring here now. They're electrolytes. So that means it is affected by a magnetic pull and operates as a conductor of electricity. Woo! That's right in the eagle eye. What does that mean, Brother Ben? So when God opened your eyes to this message, when God gave you the ability to the believe it, when he revealed the scriptures to you, something takes a hold of you from inside and says, I see it. It's revealed to me. Why? Because that pull in your eyes. That explains a whole lot. I'm telling you right now that does. Whew. Wow, that's just the beginning. <laughs> it goes a lot further than that. <laughs> now, electricity, like we're talking before this morning, electricity is a power in itself. All right? 
Now, remember the quote from this morning. Brother Ram talks about every office literally electrified by his presence. <laughs> See, God has, God has to have something to work through. You think of that. God has to have something, some vessel to work through. That's why he wants to use your vessel. That's why he created eagles in this day. Because he said, I'll need eagles to work my plan through. Look at this. Just like the eagle eye is a conductor now. What is it? What is a conductor? It's actually a channel. <laughs> There's a channel made. It actually becomes a channel for electricity to flow through. So brother, sister, when God has given you that eagle eye because you are an eagle, what do you become but a conductor? You become a channel the Holy Spirit can move through in this building and in your life. Right through that eagle eye. Yeah, that's why you're a conductor. Wow, to receive the Holy Ghost. A conductor to receive joy. A conductor to receive healing. Because God needs flesh to work through. That's why he created conductors. And that's why he created it right in your eagle eye. To become a conductor of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> My, God needs living, breathing, walking, talking conductors in this day. <laughs> conductors. So really what you could say is, Brother Brent, what I'm saying to you is you're actually an electrified being, is really what you are. <laughs> we actually have an electrified power that even science can prove. Oh, I mean, God allowed them to sneak into his laboratory and prove that you are an electrified being. Oh, you've heard the, the saying there's power in prayer, right? You see, you by faith, you've actually seen the evidence of it, that there actually is power in prayer. You believe that? See, there's a power that comes from within you. <laughs> All right, I'm getting hit myself here. <laughs> you see, we must believe when we pray. You see, and God takes that as a conductor. When you're praying for your brother, you're praying for your sister, you become a conductor that the Holy Spirit can use. <sighs> Look at this one. <laughs> I want you to really pay attention to this. Here's where Brother Ram talks about this. He says, now just think. He took a machine. You see, you know that the human being is not made to lie. And if you're telling a lie, they can put you before a lie detector and your nerves will react. Then they took this same machine and converted it to the way they could tell whether it was truth or not and put it on a person praying. Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> And I think it taken, I forget how many thousand kilowatts to send a radio message around the world. And when the, this woman began to pray at her death, there went enough, out enough power from her till it registered over as far as the needle would go. 
I mean, I've had faith for this, but I really couldn't prove it through science. But science said, God said, I'm going to let science to prove that to encourage my children. You just keep praying for the sick. Because <laughs> I'm going to let science tap into that. So my little eaglets can be encouraged that there is still power in prayer. Look at this. Enough power leaving that woman. Actually supernatural power that caught on this machine some kind of a magnetic power of her prayer. <laughs> that was powerful enough to send a radio message 55 times around the world. That's scientific. Whew. Don't think your words don't mean anything, friends. Oh, my. Your words are way more powerful than you realize. There's power in your prayer. There's power in your words. Brother Bram says, as soon as you stop saying, I'm not a Christian, I'm not a believer, it's exactly when you're not. That's when you fail is when your words fail. And when your words become negative, there's where you fail. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I believe him. I'm serving him. And by God's grace, I will be there on that day. That's positive. And it stays positive. It needs to be positive and always will be positive. As we talked about this morning. I can't emphasize enough that not enough, friends. Stay positive. So here it is, friends. That magnetic pulse from that woman actually came out from her. So what is it? So that magnetic, God, God feels that magnetic pulse when you start praying. Yeah. Huh. The righteous man. A fervent prayer of a righteous man, what? Availeth much. So what does it say? The harder you pray, the more fervent you pray. What we, could we say? Well, actually the magnetic power gets a little bit stronger to God. There's more of a pull. There's more of a pull. Wow, they must be really praying fervently. fervently. There's a pull from that prayer that I'm hearing. What isn't fervency? There's power. The harder you pray, the more fervent you pray, there's more of a stronger magnetic pulse in that. That gets God's attention. Whew. More fervency equals more of God's ear. <laughs> so when God comes, when God comes on the scene, when you start praying, when you start, re when you start doing what God's asked you to do, see, God's, God's always faithful, as we talked this morning. God's always faithful. So when God hears your prayer, <sighs> when God hears your prayer, Realize this, he's on his road. But it didn't happen today, Brother Brent. It'll happen tomorrow. If it didn't happen tomorrow, it'll happen the next day. Just keep on going on. God will always do his part. So notice now, we got to keep going here. So we become conductors of electricity. So talking about that eagle eye now and that power in the eye, they are affected by one thing. 
They are affected by the magnetic pull of the North Pole. I don't think you realize what I just said. <laughs> Very similar to a compass. Oh, really? So these pectins are acting as a built-in gyroscope, a compass for the eagle. When you have a compass right in your eyes? <laughs> what is a gyroscope? Capable of maintaining the same absolute direction in space in spite of movements of the, of the mountings and surrounding parts used to maintain equilibrium and determine direction. Say, what does that mean, Brother Brent? That means that when God made you an eagle on this day, God gave you a built-in gyroscope right in your eyes so you could see where you're going in this wicked, adulterous age that we live in. Am I going to be lost, Brother Brent? You can't be lost. The Holy Spirit said he will lead you and he will guide you into all truth. <laughs> Just stay with that compass. <laughs> mm. It's right in you now. That compass. It's guiding you. You see, that's why it's so important to give your heart to Christ. God give you that, gives you that compass, and it's right in your eyes, and it'll lead you and guide you, young people, as you get older. Should I do this? Should I do this? Where do I go? Here, where do I do this? Let the Holy Spirit lead you. A compass will always lead you to the Word. Always. Every single time. So when you see people getting away, what's the problem? They ain't following the compass. If they're not following the compass, either they don't have one and they're not an eagle, or they just got out of step. Whew. My, am I. Here's what Brother Ram says about it. He says, follow the compass, and the compass is the Holy Spirit. Amen. The magnetic pole of the north holds that compass exactly north. Isn't it wonderful? The electronics of the air. I was standing near the North Pole here a few years ago, and I thought, way down yonder in Central America, anywhere, that compass will point you right straight to that magnetic pole. And God, the Holy Spirit, how do I know it's the Holy Spirit, Brother Ben? It's going to lead you right straight to the Word. So if you hear somebody, friends, family, whoever, anybody, what doesn't matter, follow the compass. <laughs> and it's right in you. You just have to let it lead you. That's it. And every man, here's what got me here. How glorious it is that we've got a magnetic system in glory. And every man that has been made a compass to guide this life will point towards Jesus Christ as certain as I'm sitting in the anti-message tabernacle today. <laughs> what struck me, friends, is every man that has been made a compass. Oh, so I mean you and you have a compass. What's it supposed to do? It's also supposed to help guide your brothers and sisters and the world to the truth. 
brother, you know, so-and-so, I, you know, th- this is wrong according to Scripture. Why? Because you've been now made a compass because you've got a compass inside of you. <laughs> yeah. To help the wayward ones. That compass inside of you. Notice this. Back to the eye here. Excuse me for a minute. Now get this. The pectins adjust themselves to the lines of magnetic intensity from the North Pole in relation to the place of their birth. You really think, okay, what do you mean by this, Brother Brent? Let me tell you what I mean by that. When you were born, what time you were born and what, when you were born and what time, you can always. Remember we talked about this morning, that foundation? That's your foundation. So what happens is you can always point to the, de- the devil <clears throat> to that foundation where you were born again. <laughs> you see, when you've got problems, you've got trials, you've got tribulations. See, I know I fall and I fail, but I've got a foundation. And God placed that right at your birth where you were born. So you can place the devil right back to it. God gave you a compass to get right back to that foundation. In relation to the place of their birth. So they always know where they were born again. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you see, that's why we're identifying with certain things. You see, in this day, I've identified with a Christ- as a Christian. You see, in our DNA, we can actually point the devil back to where we come from. You see, we can point the devil back to Pentecost, right where the, our, our apostles, the apostles got the Holy Ghost. And God said in this day, I will restore you back to the original faith. Oh, I love that thoroughbred horse. He says he can tell who his pappy is, his grandpappy is, all the way back through lineage, through lineage, through lineage, right back to the day of Pentecost. Mm. You can prove to the devil where you come from. (laughs) But you see, as long as that eagle is away from that nesting ground. There becomes a sense of imbalance in its life. Oh, so when it gets out of its rightful area, it gets an imbalance. Oh, so God's placed that inside of us. Oh, we get out of position. That kind of messes up the other parts of the body, doesn't it? I just don't feel like coming to church today. You're out of balance. I don't feel like doing this. Well, uh, you know, I, I, I did something wrong. You ever have that feeling, young people? You do something wrong, and you're just grouchy. <laughs> you're all out of balance. Nothing is making sense, and you're grouchy, you're snappy. You think, what in the world is going on? You're just out of balance. You got away from your nesting ground. 
So God put that in your eyes, a sense of imbalance when you get out of line. Oh, how great is our God. You see why you can't be lost? When you have that compass of the Holy Spirit right in you to lead you and guide you into all truth, you thank God every day that you have a conviction, friends. You young people, you have convictions and you stand on your convictions and thank the Lord every day that when you feel condemnation in your heart, it's there for a reason. Get it out of your heart. Because that's what God wants. That's the only way you can get right back into balance again with your wings. Get that condemnation out. You want to see God move in your life? Do what he's asked you to do. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's very humbling. Sometimes you have to make right things right. I told you some things I had to make right when I came, gave my heart to the Lord. I'd be humiliated. I did some bad things. I was out in the world. I had that experience. But you know what? I got into balance. Oh, oh, that's why I was so out of, out of kilter. That's why I was, wasn't going the wrong place. I had no sense of direction. Because I was out of balance. I was out of position. When God called me and said, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. You just surrender your life. I'll tell you what. That balance sure feels good now. <sighs> you know, you can go farther and farther with that. Bible says rightly dividing the word of truth. Keep your balance in the scriptures, right? Keep your balance. You see some eagles that have gone, mm, mm, they start going down. It's like, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about, brother? Woo, where's that in the word? They're out of balance. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Keeps you balanced. That's why God give you two wings, not one. My, my. <clears throat> so, let's keep going. <clears throat> so, aren't you thankful for that conviction the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, brother, sister? That magnetic pull. So, let's, we got to keep going here for time's sake, but that's just the eye, all right? That's just your eye. One little body part. Oh, I wonder what, how God made the rest of the eagle. <clears throat> now, let's take another part. Another part with the eagle, and you probably heard it on tape, we find that with an eagle there is a renewing process. Some daily and some over a period of months. Let's take a look at that. So as we look at the eagle, let's paint a picture. All these little eaglets in this nest, all nice and comfortable and flying around, just, just having a good time and just fellowshipping and everything's going good. You ever have those times? When everything's just really going good? I'm sure you have. <laughs> but then all of a sudden one day, Mother Eagle comes and everything changes. And the eaglets are wondering, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? She put feathers all around in the nest, but she starts picking away all those feathers. She starts taking away all the comfort. And still, until there's just pricks and sticks, and it's like, ah, sticky here. Just, I got to get out of this condition. 
Let me tell you something, friends. God's more concerned about your maturity than he is your comfort. God wants you to mature as an eagle. God wants you to do some flying on your own, not stay in that nest. Because that nest gets stinky and rotten and sticky and pokey. So God's got to make it a little bit tough for us sometimes. Because God's got to get you flying. And is it that terrible to learn how to fly? At the time, the eagles would think, that's terrible. What is Mother Eagle doing to us? This is terrible. And you look at your eyes, some things we go through, and we can just see like this. Say, isn't this terrible? Isn't this terrible? God's got a plan. Remember, when you're in Christ, there's nothing bad that can happen in your life that God doesn't use it and harness it to give you a closer walk with him. My, my. So we go through things in life. You know, you can go through, face certain things in life and tragedies and situations. But it also it can go the other way. You can get good things happen to you. You've had many things happen good, probably some bad. You see, but Mother Eagle knows the condition of her children. You see, in order for those eagles to fly, there's one thing that's got to happen first. Besides the nest stirring, they've got to learn to be able to stand on their own two feet. And if there's ever a time, brother, sister, in this age that we need to stand and know how to stand is this day right now, right here in 2022, we got to know how to stand. That's what you young people need to know. How do I stand in this wicked and evil and adulterous age? And when you learn how to stand, get ready. <laughs> Because the next, next step is flying. Oh. And Mama Eagle knows what training's involved. Whew. So she takes away the feathers and the plush things. She's trying to teach you how to survive by learning to use your wings. Now, God's given us abilities as an eagle. God's given us abilities as a Christian. God's given us certain things, but what good is a beak? What good is eagle's talons? What good is it to have wings if you don't use them? My brother talks about that bird in that, in that nest, in that, in that cage. What, what good is it to do to feed that eagle all the vitamins, all the minerals? <laughs> What good does it do to say the message is good? I believe it. God wants you to put into action in your life. <clears throat> he wants you to spread your wings. Because that's why he's building you up. That's why he gives you the word to build up those wings. So you can fly. <laughs> what good is a gift? <laughs> if you don't return it back to him. Oh, <laughs> maybe I stepped on some toes there. <clears throat> Brother, sister, whatever you have, give it back to him. 
I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but Brother Bram says God gives gifts. He never takes gifts. You look that up. He says if you'll be honest with what you got, God will continually keep multiplying and multiplying and multiplying and giving you more and more gifts as you can receive them. If you're honest with what you got, don't bury that talent. Use it for him. I will guarantee you, mark my words, with an iron pen and a steel mountain, if you have a gift, and on that day, you get there, and you'll say, you know what? I wish I would have used it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, I don't want regrets. I got enough regrets. <laughs> I don't want more regrets. I want to use everything that I got for the kingdom of God. Why? Because it's worth it. Look at Brother Bram says here. We've got something to do ourselves. You've got something to do. Here is the gospel. I know it. But if you just let it sit here and don't preach it, what good is it going to do? You got something to do. You got to, to make an effort. Stand up and let that word become your word. Like he talks about in the stand. says, I believe before anybody can ever move or have real confidential faith, first they have to know where they stand and how to stand, how to stand after they make their stand. You see how important it is? See, because that's where you get faith. You know where you stand. Whew. Mama Eagle wants you to personally experience how to stand. Because you've got to fly one day. And you know where the greatest hindrance of the eagle is? Fear. Mama Eagle packs them up. And they're 10,000 feet in the air, and they've never flown before. I'll tell you what, I'd be a little nervous too. Fear grips the eagles. You mean you think I can do that? Oh, yes, you can. But brother, sister, let me just tell you this. We faced so much of that over the last couple few years of fear. Fear in the media, fear in politics, fear, fear, fear. What is that? That's become a tool of the devil. That's exactly how it grips some people, even in the message. And let me tell you this. When you're in the state of fear, you'll almost always make the wrong decision. Say, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. I know you're bringing me up in these depths to teach me how to fly. And I'm a little bit afraid, but Lord, you help me. And he's got my good things, but get out of that state of fear. If you look at it through those eyes, you'll never have faith. Perfect love casts out what? Sure. If you have faith, you can't have fear. You either go one or the other. What state are you living in this, this evening? Faith or fear? Good question, isn't it? <laughs> so think of this. <clears throat> God gave you those wings and he trains you how to use them. Now, I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit different route here right now. I'm going to get some a little bit more on the lighter side. <clears throat> Just because this was a young people's meeting this weekend. Now, 
when the eagles want to find their right mate, I found this quite interesting, actually. <laughs> See, so now that they're growing up, they need to find a mate. So about three years old, the eagles goes wandering about, starting to look. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, a male will find a female. And you know what they start with? <laughs> they gave him a tag. <laughs> Brother, have you ever chased a girl around? <laughs> Shh. Yeah, the eagles are the same way. <laughs> you know, and sometimes she dives this way and she dives this way and dives this way. I experienced that myself, actually. <laughs> I stuck with her, I'll tell you. <sighs> so they start playing a game of tag. And they say it lasts for about a few days and then she gets tired of it. And she invents her own game. And this game... It's actually the game they've played for centuries. The female dives down and grabs a stick. A small stick with her talons ascends into the high sky, about eight to 10,000 feet. Of course, with a male following her. <laughs> now, then she begins to fly in a three-dimensional figure eight with wide circles and curves with the male following right along. And she breaks that three-dimensional uh, figure eight, and all of a sudden she drops the stick right out of the air. Now this male eagle, being a gentleman, of course, <laughs> breaks the pattern and dives down to grab the stick. But when he grabs the stick and brings it back, she really inter isn't interested in the stick anymore. <laughs> yes, brother, even female eagles can play hard to get. <laughs> ah, Miss Little, that's a light. But rather, she dives down and begins to retrieve another stick bigger than that. So if she repeats the process, and however, and how each stick is larger, and she flies lower, so she's really challenging him, is what she's doing, to see what this guy's really made out of. <laughs> And it gets harder and harder and harder. Finally, at the climax, she's flying at a tremendous speed, kind of nip and tuck at about 500 feet. And the stick being very heavy, she drops it. And he catches it, if he's a good eagle. <laughs> and it's very, very difficult to do. But what is it doing? It's testing that eagle. She's testing him to see if he's got the goods. You know, and brother and sister, sometimes the tests we get from God aren't bad at all, are they? Testing to see what we're made out of. You see, because the devil's going to bring you to a showdown on what you really believe. And God loves to show what's inside of you. You see, I want you to think of this. You see, God wants to, you know, Brother Bam talks about God wants to see what you're made out of. But you know what the real thing of it is? is see, God already knows what you're made out of. Because he's infinite and he knows your every decision you're going to make before you even make it. So what does that do? It really tells you when you face it and you overcome it, it says, wow, it makes you realize who you are. God already knows who you are. He wants you to realize through that trial who you are. Because you've got to see who you are in this day. So when something wells up inside of you and say, I'm going through this, but praise the Lord. I love him more now than I ever have before. 
that shows you what you're made out of. Come whatever. I don't care what comes. I'll serve him. It shows God. It shows you what kind of material you're made out of. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And sometimes you wonder, brother, sister, we have faced so many things in our life, some more than others. But the main thing is we got here. (laughs) We got here. And we're happy to stay here. What is Christ looking for in this lady of age? Character. He's looking for a family. He's looking for his bride. He's looking for genuine eagles. And he knows who they are his own. So after finally satisfying the female that he is a fit mate, the eagles make their vows one to another. What? I mean the eagles make vows to one another? Oh yeah. They become mates forever. (laughs) When eagles get married, the marriage vows are at an altitude of 10 to 15,000 feet in the air. (laughs) You see that time when you, well, I'll just keep going. (laughs) There's going to be a meeting in the air, in that sweet, sweet by and by. That marriage is going to be complete in the air. (laughs) You're married in the air. What do they do? Here's the thing. They lock talons together. And there's a scream of joy as as they descend down from the sky, shouting and screaming at each other. Remember that time when you gave your heart to the Lord? You said, Lord, if you'll join my hand with your hand, Lord, I'll never leave it, Lord. I'm satisfied to be in this land. I'm satisfied to hold your hand. And I'm not letting go. Remember that shout of joy? Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for saving me, Lord. It's just as real today as it was the day you got saved. It's more precious now, actually. It gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Because now you're one with your mate, Christ Jesus. Hmm. Wow. God heard those cries of repentance one day, friends. And it brought you to the spot that you're at right now. Because what happened? You locked your talons with his. Never to let go. Let me tell you about those talons. Those little sharp claws I got. There's an incredible amount of detail in those claws. They're about two inches long and extremely sharp. And they have an extremely strong grip. (laughs) So don't worry when you come into Christ, when you lock your hands with his, he's got a tight grip on you. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you in this evil world. I've got a hold of you. And I ain't letting go. You know, the lion has an 850 pounds per square inch grapple. 
What does an eagle got, Brother Brent? A thousand pounds. Oh, I mean, you got, he's got more gripping power than the lion does? Yes. In the first stage, what was it? The lion power. They grabbed a hold of the word. But brother, sister, we should be further ahead than that. We've got the restored truth of the hour. We should be able to grip this word with such power. And hold on. Because God's given us gripping power. Right in our talons. Why to hold on? Hold on. Because guess what? In this lady who's an age, things are going to get really interesting. And God gave you the ability to hold on. Don't you worry. Don't you worry what storm comes, young people. If you face them, you older ones, don't you worry. As long as you keep your hand in his, all is well. There's nothing to fear for the believer. I don't care how bad it gets out there. We're safe in Goshen. I saw a video the other day. An eagle landing on a man's arm. And he had it all padded up for the eagle. And he was observing and he was talking. And all of a sudden something just kind of spooked the eagle a little bit. And he grabbed his claws and dug right in. Even past the cloth that the man had, which was designed for the eagle, went right through that cloth and dug right into his bones. Get a grip of Christ. Just put your hand in his and hold on for the ride. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> when all of life's earth's trials beyond the darkening veil and tears and sorrows of this life, the real eagle sets his claws there and says, On Christ, the solid rock I stand. On the wing of my mother I shall rest, holding to the wings of the cross, knowing that through that brought the atonement. She'd taken them into the sky. Oh, how if you can hold to God's unchanging word, you'll have your test flight pretty soon. Amen. See, God's equipped you. God's equipped you for this age. That's why he didn't equip the ones in the first age for this age, the second age for the seventh. He equipped the seventh age people for end time message conditions. We're in the astronaut age, brother, sister. God has pressurized you for this test. God has pressurized you to withstand the trials. God's pressured you to withstand those millions of demons with a big fat target on your back. He's pressurized you for this. Why? Because you're an eagle. <laughs> We're in the astronaut age. You're going to do it. Because you're pressurized for it. You see the people that aren't pressurized? You've seen it. The ones leaving here, 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 here. They're not pressurized. Why? Jesus said you can't put new wine in old bottles, right? Or is it the opposite? So what happened? It all happened with their foundation. And the reason why they weren't pressurized because their foundation was never set. And all of a sudden, the pressure got more and more and more. All of a sudden, 
But I thought that person believed the message. No, they weren't pressurized. Thank God every day of your life. That no matter what comes, you say, how can I overcome this? But God inside of you is going to overcome it with you. Because he's pressurized you for this. God's got this thing. (laughs) And those talents, they're built into you and you have them right now. The very day of your birth. They're with you and they only grow. To what? To grip God's word. Now, are you okay? All right. Let's talk about some maintenance. How many of you sisters like changing oil on a vehicle? (laughs) Probably none. You see, there's some maintenance to be done with an eagle. The thing about maintenance is, is that if you fail and you neglect to maintain something, something bad's going to happen eventually, right? I'll guarantee if you wait long enough to change your oil and you don't change it, you're going to blow your engine. Right? Because you neglected it. See, but God's given some things inside of an eagle, built-in maintenance, you could say. You see, he's equipped him to handle it. The sky and the air and the water. Now, we're no different. We're no different, brother, sister. That's why when God expects you to read your Bible, to pray, to play a tape, to come to church, that's called maintenance. If you want to survive, you got to do maintenance. <laughs> Now, we're going to talk about the eagle's wings and how they maintain their wings. Because that's the most vital, important part of their body to catch food. One of the most important. There's, an extra, there's, a, there's a thing called preening. How many heard of the word preening before? Sure you have. Because the wings and the feathers are the eagle's primary means of obtaining food, each morning, the eagle will spend at least an hour preening his feathers. Preening is a process in which each feather is passed through the beak simultaneously with exhaled air. Now this is a type of steam cleaning. <laughs> oh, steam cleaning. Hold on. <clears throat> I tell you what, brother, sister, when you get down on your knees in the morning and you let the Holy Spirit come fanning in your room and that air comes and you start fanning you and starts fanning that flame that you built up. Let me tell you what, there's some good old maintenance in that. That's going to keep you in the day. Don't forget to pray. (laughs) That's really simple, Brother Brent. Yes, because this gospel is simple. Look at this. Consistently maintain. But what does it do? This also seals the individual hairs of the feathers together, much like a Ziploc. What is it? It's girding up for the day. Through the course of the day, these feathers will be beaten and take much abuse from the wind. (laughs) You ever gotten beaten in the day? 
This coworker got after me. My boss shouted at me. So-and-so never got me. So-and-so said a rude comment to me in church. <sighs> Beaten down. <laughs> Sweeten it with prayer. It can take much abuse on the wind during the maneuvering of the skilled eagle. The outer feathers will be not only steam clean, they will also be waterproofed by a chemical secreted by the preening gland. Oh, I love this. What is the preening gland? The preening gland secretes a thick, transparent oil. Are you thinking spiritually now? There's something inside the eagle that produces an oil in their life. What does the dove produce? An oil that keeps it clean. What has God given you as an eagle? He's given you the ability to keep clean in your life. And it's right in you right now. Use it. It's there. Just let, just let it do its job. What God's given it the ability to do. It's built right into you. That's why God said, don't touch that oil. <laughs> don't touch my oil in this last day. I gave it to them for a reason right inside of them because no one ain't going to take it away from them. It ain't something they have to go hunt for. It ain't something they got to get in a tree. It's right inside of them. <sighs> oh, my Steam cleaning gives us a reset, doesn't it? Doesn't prayer give you a reset? You know what Brother Bram says about prayer? He says, anybody that goes down into prayer, if you've got ought against your brother, if you've got, or this certain person did you wrong, if you really get into the presence of Jehovah and realize what he did for you, all of that vanishes. In fact, you feel sorry for him. Yeah. You see, but if you keep on keeping on that bitterness and all those things in your life and don't get it out of you, am I preaching to someone? <laughs> It'll consume you. That's why God's given that oil inside of you. Every morning, keep clean, brother, sister. We need a reset, and we get a reset. You know, they talk about the great reset, right? <laughs> I can think of a lot better great reset than that. They talked about it's coming, it's coming. Well, I get one every day. That's the great reset. <laughs> I'm talking about no resets. We get one every day as a believer. <laughs> now the last process of maintenance called the molting. How many's ever heard of molting? All right. You see, it's those, it's those things that actually as a mother eagle comes, she flies her wings, she, she brings up her wings in the nest, and she flies out some of them old loose feathers. Oh. So what do you mean by that, Brother Ben? There, you know, there's people in our day, and maybe family, maybe friends, maybe coworkers that maybe fluff up your feathers a little bit. <laughs> you ever get those ones that are feather fluffers? <laughs> 
You see, but God even harnesses that, friends. Why? Because he wants all the loose feathers out of you. So he sends people your way just to kind of greet you a little bit. He's trying to get those loose feathers out of you. Why does he want those loose feathers out of you? The next thing the eagles restores is youth. He renews his youth. Every once in a while, all them feathers drops out and he renews his youth again. I go, that's like in do this church. You see, I letter, like, look at this, Brother Ram says. I love letters of someone that would differ with you once in a while. Oh, really? You see, if you go along all the time and no one differs with you, you get stale. You got to get a little different so you can understand and dig down. See, there's the purpose of it. And when you, when you get in one rut, if you don't watch, then you get into trouble when you do that. You just kind of got to keep moving on and get someone to differ with you and fluff up your feathers once in a while. <laughs> there's a purpose why you get your feathers fluffed. God knows what he's doing, friends. We think it's always such a bad thing. I probably fluffed your feathers already. <laughs> we keep going here. I, I gotta quit here soon. <clears throat> you see, think. I, I'll, I'll quit this. One. I'll let this go. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna read it. That's what's the matter with the church today. It needs a good nest stirring. Post COVID. I think we've carried some baggage, friends, from COVID potentially, don't you think, maybe? we got to let those things go. Packing a chip on your shoulders and grudges and things like that, you'll die in the flight. How can God ever get a church with signs and wonders and miracles when you're fussing with each other? I'm this, I'm that, and grudges and grudges. The Holy Ghost come down like a rushing wind, fan all the differences, and all those loose feathers. Oh, that's what he's doing. <laughs> fan out all the loose feathers. My, oh, my. Then she fans all the feathers out, and the nest just boils like that. The loose feathers are flying everywhere. Get all the feathers flying out so they get good ones, tight ones in there. So what's God trying to do? Get all those loose feathers out of here because they're not going to make the flight. Because you're going on a flight one day. God's got to get all those loose feathers out of you and only the tight ones can remain. Because that's the only one that's going to take the flight. So don't worry. God knows what he's doing. So just realize, the next person that stings you a little bit, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. She examines them over and see if they're ready. So she spreads her great wings and screams to the top of her voice, and she fans them like that. That Russian mighty wind, you know, that comes down, and little eagles just fall back. They look up and say, they see them great big wings. What's she trying to do? She's trying to get them little eaglets to realize how great she is. 
the power. They got to trust in them big wings. That's the way God does. He fans all the feathers out of you. I'm the God of Moses. (laughs) I'm the God of Abraham. I'm going to show some signs in your day. I'm going to vindicate myself through your life just to prove to you that I've got this thing. I've got it and we're going to be going in a rapture one day. But I've got this thing. Musicians are come. I'm going to close soon. How long have I been up here? Too long. Yeah. <laughs> you young people, take the devil and don't you go on his ground. You let him come on your ground because there, that's where you have power is on your ground. Here's a simple analogy of the eagle. The eagle, when he's going to fight a snake, the eagle does not fight the snake on the ground where the eagle is deadly, poisonous, and has lots of stamina and lots of power. But rather, he picks up the eagle and he changes the battleground. He then releases the snake into the sky. The snake has no stamina, no power, and no balance in the air. It is useless, weak, vulnerable, unlike the ground, or it is powerful, wise, and deadly. So you can change your battleground. You take the devil on your grounds. You say, oh, what, what am I about? When I go to work, can't I, I'm on the devil's battleground. No, but you know, you've prayed before, and you're equipped now to handle the day. <laughs> Where's the greatest battle ever fought, brother, sister? So we're talking on Friday. Change that battleground. This is your battleground. And you own it. You own your mind. Satan comes in. You change that battleground. No, that's not right. Take every thought, 2 Corinthians, into captivity to God's word. And there's where your victory comes from. Sis, set your wings. The winds of faith. You know that song? Set your wings. The wings key of D. I'm going to say this in closing. They say the eagle is an overall healthy bird. Why? Because he eats good meat. (laughs) He eats the word of God, friends. That's what you eat. That's how you stay healthy. And any true minister will feed the sheep the pure word of God. Not a social gospel, not a political gospel, but the Bible and the message, they'll say what it says. That's sheep food. But an eel could get sick once in a while from food poisoning. Hmm. You know what happens to the eagle when it gets food poisoning? You see, many times, food poisoning won't kill you. 
You get something bad, you eat something bad, you're sick, you'll get over it. Same with an eagle. It can get food poisoning from certain things. I want you to get this. I want to tell you what the eagle does to get rid of that food poisoning. God has given it a certain way to get rid of that food poisoning in its body. And he's given you a certain way to get rid of it. I want you to keep your spiritual thinking cap on now. When this happens, when the eagle gets food poisoning, this eagle becomes weak. You ever see weak Christians in this day? What you feeding on? Are you feeding on the television? Are you feeding on movies? Are you feeding on endless video games? What are you feeding on? That makes you so weak. That's the truth, friends. That is the truth. That gets a little sticky, I know that. But I'm here to preach the truth to you. I need to hear the truth. Just as much as you, friends, I'm preaching to myself here. Because I need to tune up every once in a while too. Many times, just as much as you. When the ego becomes weak, this is not a serious problem. It does not usually result in the death of the eagle. The eagle's instincts take over. And it locates some inaccessible cliff or a butte somewhere really high. And it lies prostrate in the sunlight with his wings spread wide open. It gets up pretty high where Jehovah is. And it sits in the presence of the S-O-N. And it lays prostrate before this UN. Once the eagle has done this, is this the last step, Brother Brand? No, there's one more step. While laying prostrate, it looks like the eagle's dead with its wings spread wide open. The eagle's got one more thing to do fix his eyes firmly on the sun until the warmth of the sun and the natural body processes have returned his strength. Many who have observed the eagle in this position have assumed him to be dying. And that's what you got to do. That's what I've got to do is we got to die. We've got to die every day, friends. You say, may say, I'm in a bad condition tonight, Brother Ben, but you don't have to stay there. There's a way made. There's a way made for you. Just spread those wings. Get up really high. Somewhere alone with God. And just prostrate yourself before Him. In the warmth of that sun, something will change. Something will change in your life. 
and you'll come up renewed. You'll come up reset. If you need the Holy Ghost, that's where you get it. And that's where you keep it. You stay in that presence of the S-O-N. And that warmth of the Holy Spirit comes down and bathes you, pours life into you, pours strength into you. And it keeps you in the most evil, wicked day possible. Why? If you have the ability, if there's a conviction, that shows just exactly what you're made out of. It shows that you always were an eagle. You just got out of balance. You've just been eating too many bad things. But Jehovah's inviting you to come in His presence. Somewhere up really high where Jehovah is. And right now, we're sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And there's hope for you because you're sitting in his presence. If you'll just spread your wings and allow him, let him bake his warmth into you. But you got to let that word let, L-E-T, let. That's your decision. I can tell you I'm going to let this little article drop right now. I let it drop right now. No, you didn't. Yeah, I let this drop right now. No, you didn't. You see, my actions show. Now I'm going to let it. That was my decision. I made a conscious decision to let go. I let it. That's your decision tonight, friends. If you let the Holy Spirit into your life, it'll change your focus. It'll change your outcome. It'll change how you think. It'll change who you hang around with. It'll change your whole life if you let it. If you let it. Let Him. If you let. And you know what? You're going to make a decision tonight. Right now you're making decisions. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to make a decision. Is it worth to serve the Lord? Or is it not worth to serve the Lord? And you're going to make that decision before you go out the door. Do I want to draw closer? Or do I not want to draw closer? Every one of us are faced with that decision. I'm going to challenge you tonight. Let the Holy Spirit move in your heart right now. Let's sing this song. There are two roads that you may take. Help me sing it. There are two roads you may take. There's one by side. And there's one by faith. Amen. But take the word of God. For 
tonight. You gotta do one thing. Just set your wings through the winds of faith. wings in order I'm going to challenge you 
with the eagle eye that God's given you to be magnetized to the Holy Spirit. If there is something in your heart right now that's being magnetized to Him, you know what that shows? It shows you're always an eagle to begin with. You're not a chicken. You're not a vulture. You're not a hawk. You're an eagle. And you always have been. Satan's tried to tell you you're a chicken. You've been hanging around the chickens. You've been hearing the clucking of the world too much. What do you got to do, eagles? You got to set them wings. And you got to move a little higher to the clucking of the world. Just completely dies away. And it's right in you now. Just surrender it right now to God. I will promise you one thing. You'll live a more victorious life when you live here. Leave here. You will receive the Holy Ghost if you need it right here. You'll have more joy in your life. You'll have more peace in your life. Why? Because you're in the presence of the S-O-N. And you're baking out all that poisoning out of your life. Just let him do it now. Heavenly Father, Lord, I've said everything I can. Lord, and I believe just, I say this humbly, Lord, I believe you've used me as a channel tonight, Lord, but my, the channel's over now. Now it's your turn. It's your turn to take over the service, Lord. There's people in here, Lord. Some may need more victory. Perhaps things have been hard on them, Lord. They've gone through struggles and trials and they think, am I an eagle? And you're here to tell them they've always been an eagle. They just haven't set their wings right. But you've given them wings. You've given that ability in them right now because you're placing a conviction on their heart right now. And all they have to do is respond to it. And it's over. You can leave here full of joy, full of the Holy Ghost, full of healing power. But you've got to let it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for visiting us here. May you take these words. May we, when we leave here, Lord, May we not leave your presence. May we respond to your word like you've asked us to. May these young people, Lord, may they call in courage and with faith and realize that they are eagles. May they realize that they've got a purpose. They've got a calling. And you've called them to a higher plane. Because they got a rapture to take one day too. Lead them, Lord. Lead them. May they follow that compass inside of them every day of their life. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. Sing that chorus again. 
Oh, set your wings to the winds of hell. You can fly in a higher place. Do not struggle. It's my Oh. 